Searching for a new home? Make todayshomebc.com your online home base. With easy-to-search listings and connections to local realtors, everything you need is under one roof. Powered by Black Press Media, you can search hundreds of local listings all in one place. Access the top real estate professionals to help you find the perfect home today at todayshomebc.com. Welcome to PQ Beat, the official podcast of the Parksville Qualicum Beach News. I'm Peter McCulley. After an incredible run lasting more than 40 years, a pair of longtime Parksville Qualicum Beach athletic coaches have decided to hang up the whistles and clipboards after storied careers. Here to talk about those careers, plus the future of track and field in Parksville Qualicum Beach, welcome Randy and Kim Longmuir. It's great to be here and visit with you again. Thank you very much. Good to see you. Good to be seen. So where did you grow up and how did you meet? We both grew up in Winnipeg and we met through our local track club. A strange story in that our coach was looking for additional females for our club and decided to contact Kim's high school through some contact he had. And Kim came out with a couple of other females and the rest is history. And that's all there is to it, Kim? That's all there is to it. it. Absolutely. No more. Both grew up in Winnipeg and moved out to the West Coast. How long have you been on the West Coast? We moved to Victoria in 1983 and then up to Parksville in 1996. My grandparents had been living in Victoria, and so we went for a visit once and seen all the daffodils in Beacon Hill Park. We decided, time to make a move. Lots of folks do that. I think so. (laughs) Obviously, there was a shared love of sport in the track. Did you play other sports in your youth? I played competitive volleyball through high school and into university. I played competitive volleyball. I played basketball. We did a little bit of everything as well as cross country and track and field. And I started off with some soccer and other activities in elementary school. And later on, I became involved in football and in baseball Continued those till about grade 10 or 11 when I devoted full-time to track and field. Outside of the athletic world, what were your chosen professions? Randy and I were both teachers, so we graduated from the University of Manitoba. I think from the time I was a young girl, I always wanted to be a teacher. That's where my career took me. I was a primary school teacher in Winnipeg, and we moved to Victoria, taught there as well. Once we moved up to Parksville, we were blessed with the birth of our daughter, Kaylee, and I did all kinds of things. I taught music classes. I instructed years and years of learn-to-run programs, run 10K, run half marathons, and then in later years had the enjoyment of being one of the Aerosmith Community Recreation Coordinators, which I just retired from last year. So it's been a varied and a very happy life of doing different things. And Kim convinced me to become a teacher shortly after she became one. I moved from what I thought would have been my chosen goal as a psychologist into teaching, taught for a number of years, both in Winnipeg and in Victoria. And once we moved up to Parksville, I had a short career as a financial planner, went into local politics, and then joined Kim with the Aerosmith Recreation position. So you mentioned you were doing some coaching. What went into the decision to found the Mid-Island Distance Running Club? That was a difficult decision for us to make because we had started coaching with the Oceanside Track and Field Club back in 2003. We were really involved with a lot of the administration, coordinating the volunteers, and it 
came a time where we had worked really hard on our coaching education to become high-performance distance coaches with the National Coaching Certification Program. We really wanted to just concentrate on our coaching. So we stepped away from Oceanside Track and Field Club, formed Mid-Island Distance, and had the pleasure of working with athletes from Port Alberni, Nanaimo, and Parksville and Qualicum Beach. Community service has been very important to the two of you for a very long period of time. Can you share your thoughts on why it's so important? I think it's almost natural to us when we're both doers as opposed to thinkers, sometimes to our detriment. We'll go ahead and do things. Whenever we see someone who needs help, it's just natural for us to come on board and to give a hand wherever we could. That, again, was part of our coaching. We saw the need and just wanted to help kids become better athletes. I think, as Randy said, community service is just part of who we are. So many people over our lifetime have dedicated their time, not only to us, but to others. And it's paying it forward. We feel very proud to live in a community where we have so many volunteers in so many areas. For us just to play a little part in the success of our community is why we do it. Maybe you could share some of the highlights of your coaching careers with our listeners, like some of the top athletes that you've coached along the way. For instance, what was it like seeing Alicia Butterworth represent Canada at the Olympics? Very exciting to see Alicia, both at the World Championships the year before the Olympics and then at the Olympics. Just to see her development over the years has been very gratifying. One of the hallmarks of our coaching has been to look at long-term development of athletes, and Alicia is the perfect example of a long-term developing athlete until she's attained the success that she has. We've been fortunate enough to have had a number of athletes who have achieved very high standards in track and field, one of them being Thomas Oxland. Firstly, he was a two-time Canadian champion at a younger age, went on to win U-Sport in the 1500 meters event and represented Canada at the World Youth. We also had Thomas Riva, who was again an outstanding high school runner who went on to win the Canadian Championship later on in 1500 meters and represent Canada. Then just this year, one of our athletes from years ago has finally made the Canadian team and done very well at the NACAC Championship. So again, those athletes stand out as high performers, but we also have received incredible gratification from the kids who didn't attain those those levels but worked hard and were wonderful athletes to work with. I think that was an important part of our coaching philosophy was to welcome anyone to our club who just loved to run, who really was there because they loved the sport and not necessarily about just being a winner but about doing their best and being proud of what they could do. So it was Yeah, more than just our elite athletes. Obviously, that's a big perk as a coach, but cheering on those athletes who have worked hard was really a highlight. I think also for us, a highlight as coaches was we were nominated for the Jeff Gowan National Inspirational Award. Although we were not the recipients, it was still such an honor to be nominated for that and to receive such touching letters and emails from athletes and families and coaching colleagues about what we were doing and what we have done. That was, for me, was really a special moment. It's nice to be recognized for some of the work you've put in. I think for me, on a personal level, being able to coach with the love of my life for over 45 years has been a gift. 
we've been able to share this passion for the sport together. And I think that's pretty rare. We could write a book probably on the highlights. I'll need an anecdote here. Maybe you can share a unique or a funny or a memorable story at this point. 45 years, I'm sure there's a few. I think one of the most memorable times that I've had in track that sticks in my memory a lot is about 2016, we had a young lad who was an excellent 800-meter runner, was going to make the BC team for his event, was about 10 meters from the finish line and collapsed on the track. And extremely frightening event. We were attending to him and Kim was getting ready for the next event, which was the 4 by 400 meter relay. Kim said to, to the boys, okay, it's time that you go out, do this for your teammate, do this for your coach. We then watched as the young lad continued to get better on the sidelines. We were watching the 4 by 400 meters and lo and behold, these four boys had a tremendous race and our last runner, Thomas Oxland, ran down a, an excellent 1,500-meter runner in the last 100 meters, and they ended up winning. That always sticks in my mind. It shows the grit of the athletes, and it shows the compassion that they had for their teammates. So a wonderful memory. Mine is actually similar. One of our athletes, Fraser Van Allen, was supposed to be one of the top three at the high school provincials. That was the expectation, not from us necessarily, but from the community that he would finish in the top three at the BC High School Cross Country Championships. Fraser had a tough day that day. He ended up 17th and most people would be pretty disappointed and he was disappointed. I just remember this vividly. He congratulated every single person that finished ahead of him, shook their hand and BC school sports has a huge poster of Fraser congratulating one of his competitors. They're bent over, they're both exhausted, and they're shaking hands. I always said to our athletes, a person is not measured by their strength, but by their strength of heart. And that was absolutely Fraser on that day. We had a young girl who ran with us for years, and she always gave us good laughs. So we were at a cross-country race. It was a really difficult course, and there was a big log that the athletes had to jump over. We had the kids see this log on the warm-up so they knew what to expect. And it was pretty treacherous, actually. And this young girl had such a great race. And I said to her, what made you run so strong? And she said, I saw that log, Kim. And I said, honey, there's a storm (laughs) a-coming. And over she went, tiny. And she got over it. So she provided us with a lot of funny stories, but... Yeah. Once again, we should write a book. (laughs) (laughs) Many of your former athletes equate your coaching to being like a family member, and I'm sensing that it sounds like it's been reciprocated on your end as well. I would have to say every athlete we've ever coached, we've always treated like family. We listen to them on and off the track. So much about being a good athlete is with what's going on in your personal life. They might have had a loss of a family member, Sometimes a breakup with the girlfriend or boyfriend, that impacts when they come to practice what their day is going to be like. We've gone to cheer our athletes on at basketball games. We've gone to graduation ceremonies, attended celebration of life with families, and we hope we'll be able to go to many more weddings and births along the way. I think we spend so much time with the athletes over a course of a couple of years that we really develop kinship and friendship with them over and above the coach-athlete scenario. I think that both shows to them and certainly shows to us when we 
develop that rapport with the kids. A good example was this summer when we had the the absolute privilege of being at the World Track and Field Championships in Eugene. And Alicia Butterworth, who we talked about earlier, she unfortunately was not able to compete this year. She had a stress fracture back in February, made the very tough decision not to compete, to get strong again, so she'll be strong for Paris, for Olympics. And we sat with her for many events at the World Championships. It was like being with family, to share that experience with her. It was pretty special. Is it time to upgrade to a vehicle that's right for your needs today? Get all the options you need at todaysdrive.com. Brought to you by Black Press Media. We'll get you into the perfect vehicle without the struggle of hours spent trying to find what's right for you. We're here to help make your search quick and easy, connecting you with a huge inventory of new and used cars, trucks, and SUVs. Powered by Black Press Media. Visit todaysdrive.com. You two have both been very strong proponents to get the Bolina secondary track upgraded to an all-season surface. Will you continue to be involved in those efforts, and why is it so important for the community? Yeah, we certainly will continue to, to work on the committees involved with trying to get that track developed. We've been somewhat successful so far, raising approximately 900000 of the $1.5 that is needed. Kim and I both sit on the Oceanside Community Track Society and are very active in that. We're very active in writing grants for the track from various organizations. We'll certainly continue with that. I think from our perspective, when we go to other communities and see how well used those tracks are, by just the average citizen, either out running or going for a walk, many of the elderly who will do their daily walks on the track. It's something that's going to be used far and above expectations, I think, until you've seen it in action. My thoughts are that a healthy community is a happy community, and our community members deserve to have a safe and accessible gathering place where they can come to walk, to run, to wheel. It's important. If I can talk about Michelle Stilwell as an example, our community will know her success as an athlete. When Kai, her son, was in our track and field club, Michelle would drop Kai to come to practice, and then she would have to get into her vehicle and drive to the Nanaimo track to do her own workout in her wheelchair. There is a perfect example of somebody in our community who would have used that facility. I think about people who are rehabilitating from heart and stroke who could come with their walkers to walk on a safe, flat spot. Moms coming with their babes or dads coming with their babes in a stroller and being able to walk there. It's safe, and I think especially through COVID, where people became more active, not everybody's comfortable to be out on a trail or in a park on their own. Again, to have a safe, again, flat location for people to come, I think is really important. We're very proud to be part of this committee. It's comprised of volunteers, again, in our community, and our track of dreams is going to happen in our lifetime. How important is athletics for young people as a whole? I've always viewed athletics as an opportunity for kids to get involved in a positive group setting and to develop a sense of team, a sense of where they fit within the community. It allows them to focus on what they're trying to achieve. It instills a hard work ethic into them. 
And I think it's just generally very sound for kids to participate in athletics. It builds the foundation for so many good values. It builds sportsmanship, discipline, confidence, strength of character, a sense of community, a sense of belonging. I think we all crave that as people to belong and feel respected. If you had a message to pass along to share with your former athletes, what would it be? My message would be for them to find balance and happiness in whatever activity that they're doing. We often, I think, strive too much to attain things without appreciating what we've attained. I just wish that they could find that life balance and happiness as they move through their lifetime. When our athletes graduate, we always give them fun little gifts. We give them a little vial with uh, part of the track in there with rocks and gravel. That's always been a fun thing we've always done. We always give them an orange cone because traditionally Randy sets up the cones on the track for their workout. So we give them an orange cone and on the cone we always put life begins at the end of your comfort zone. For me, I want our athletes to take risks, go on adventures. I always say them always put kindness first. Okay, here's the tough question. What do you plan to do with your time moving forward now that you're retired? Oh, oh dear. That <laughs> is a tough ready. question, yeah. In thinking about this question, I think we're going to be continue to be amazed with what the future holds for us, good or bad. That will remain to be seen. I think that we're open to exploring other opportunities to just see where life takes us. We have no set plans as to what we're going to do. We'll probably try to travel a little bit more once the COVID situation is under control and just generally enjoy our lives. Randy says we have no plans. I have lots of plans, Peter. <laughs> I have lots of plans. Excellent. <laughs> Part of our decision to retire, because as we've done this with a very heavy heart, is in 2017, I was diagnosed with a very rare neurological condition called runner's dystonia, which is in the same family as Parkinson's. My ability to walk is declining, and it will come a point where I, I won't be able to walk. I don't live in that world. I live happy every day. I really have always wanted to go to Amsterdam. I think we will we'll get to Amsterdam. I would like to really explore my Métis heritage. I am Métis, proud, and I would like to get involved with Métis Nation. And in some way, I want to spend time in our garden because I love my hands in the earth. So being in the garden would be really a nice thing to do. Best of all, our daughter Kaylee was recently engaged and is going to be married next summer. So we've got a wedding planning that is starting to happen. And that really excites us. Our heart will always be at the track. We will definitely be there. We'll be cheering people on. We'll be at the end of the phone for athletes to call us. I know that BC Athletics will be calling us to do something. I won't say we're totally retired from track life, but we're moving away slowly. Best of luck, and thanks for being with us. Thank you so Thank much, you. Peter. Great to see you again. That's this edition of PQ Beat. If you have suggestions or comments, we'd like to hear from you. You'll find our contact information on our website, pqbnews.com. Searching for a new home? Make todayshomebc.com your online home base. With easy-to-search listings and connections to local realtors, everything you need is under one roof. Powered by Black Press Media, you can search hundreds of local listings all in one place. 
Access the top real estate professionals to help you find the perfect home today at todayshomebc.com.